Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. And we hope that this episode is helpful to you. <clears throat> Take one. <clears throat> ah, time for TikTok. Hey, see, this is no condition to be ready to start the podcast. Know, She's I not ready. Pull those stunts. <laughs> TikTok. Let me get my last drink of coffee to like warm up the vocal cords. <laughs> Do you need the blanket? I don't feel like Are you freezing over there? <laughs> the blanket the that literally everyone Wait, puts on that's been in this podcast studio. All right, we're going. Okay, so we're doing it. My goodness, we've been recording for five minutes. Wait, hold on, hold on, Ryan. <laughs> hold your horses. You got to trust the process. This is, this is part of it. Trust the process. All right, let's go for real. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jermaine Harrison, and I'm joined today, as always, by Will McElroy. What's up? And our guest host for the day, A.C. Wallace, also known as Anna Catherine or Anna Kate, what, whatever you want to go by. A.C., how we doing? Doing great. Excited to be here. She's wrapped up in a blanket because allegedly she's chilly. cold. And um, Kaylee's not here because she's out on her wedding and honeymoon. Um, and so we're just hanging while she's gone. Uh, our student guest for the day is Ben Howard. Ben, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? What's up, guys? My name is Ben Howard. I'm currently a senior at Lake Highlands High School. Let's go. Not to be confused with Ben Howard, the recording artist. No, this is just Ben him. Howard, mm. the, the teen, the teen. At, it's OK. At it's OK. Husband. I get it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, guys, as we always do, we love starting off the podcast with an icebreaker question just to get to know each other a little bit better and invite the audience into um, the table that we're sitting at. And so here's the question that we have for you today. What is something you think everyone is just pretending to like like the general public loves it but if they were all really honest in their heart of hearts mm -hmm. they truly hate it mm. um, and i would like to go first guys you heard it here first here's something i think the general public actually hates but they pretend to like it dressing up in costumes particularly Ooh. dressing up in costumes for Halloween. I don't know. I know nope, this is a hot I would take. disagree. Hold on. I, 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 <laughs> I know this is a hot take given the fact that Halloween is days away. But here's the thing. Everyone does it because it's part of the social, uh, cultural thing to do. You're telling me that a typical teenager can't wait to spend a lot of time creating a costume spending money on a costume and going out to buy cheap candy. Jermaine, I mean, that's exactly get, what I'm telling you. To get cheap candy? No That's exactly way. what I'm telling you. They or have, adults? They have to go get the free candy because they just spent all their money on a costume. Exactly. Or adults dressing up like a minion and going to a party. You're telling me they actually like that? They don't. You I heard it say, 100%. I will say I am planning to have a fun time with my friends dressing up as Vector from Despicable yes, Me on is. Sunday. It's going to be the best time. I'm just thoroughly No, I disagree. And you heard it Man, here first. Well, I'm well, gonna, we'll go ahead. I'm going to give an actual one that people are pretending to like. Uh, and this one is, look, 
I hope someone doesn't take this as a soundbite and take it out of context because <laughs> I'm going to say babies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So you know, look, I have a baby. Look, I know. And hear me out. I love babies. And if you have a baby, I'm going to tell you, congrats. Like, I'm so glad you have a baby. And I'm your baby mixed signals. is uh, wonderful and great. However, <laughs> I'm not going to say your baby's cute until about three or four months because it's not, you know, right? Every every uh, baby looks like an alien when they're exactly. born. Exactly. And so am I glad the baby's here? Yes. I'm very glad. I'm proud of you, Jermaine. Congrats. <laughs> uh, but Winslow's cute now, by the way. That's a Jermaine's baby. He I, I agree. He did look somewhat like an alien when he was yeah. born. Like yeah. a cute alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean So what you're saying, you're not saying that you don't that people don't like babies. What you're saying is that people, when they say your baby's so cute, they're lying. They don't really mean it. <laughs> right. There's some right. truth to that. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Ben, what about you? Uh, I think something that a lot of people, most people say they do like having, but in reality they don't, is Twitter. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Twitter yeah. is kind of just like a massive like internet sphere of people kind of just arguing with each other. Yep. <laughs> and yep. people say they yep. like arguing with each other. But in reality, they just kind of yeah no. yeah I agree. Don't. Let's Ugh. down no. down with Twitter. Mm. Sorry yeah. if you work for Twitter and you're listening See to this Twitter. for whatever reason. Yeah. Now right. AC, since you love dressing up like Vector from Despicable Me, <laughs> I am I am <laughs> over the moon waiting to hear what you think well, people you're like. Not gonna but like mine, Jermaine. But what I think that people say they like, but they don't actually like it. Jermaine is actually drinking it right now. Black coffee. Wow. In my opinion, I don't know what tar tastes like, but it probably tastes similar. Look, I'm with, that, I'm actually with you on that yeah. one. I like black coffee, but I think I am pretending to like it. Yeah, you might just <laughs> like admit. it because you're like, I want something I warm admit. in my body. But, I'm and you think you're myself. cool if you drink black coffee. Right. You think- because... Yeah. No, these hipsters that are like, I taste the notes in it and everything, like they <laughs> yeah, are pretending. I, I bet when Jermaine orders his black coffee, he's like, yeah, I'm one of those guys. No, I, I have no idea what any of the notes are. I drink black coffee out of necessity and not out of... Uh, so you don't you like know. it. But a latte is so much better. No, it's not actually, though. Wow, another icebreaker filled with hot takes in the book. We're going to have to have a bonus uh, episode for just... Is, do people actually like coffee? But um, today, guys, the topic we're going to be talking about is answering the question is, uh, what's so bad about pornography? And before we get into this topic, I'd love to put out just a little disclaimer of if there's any students listening uh, and you have not talked about this with your parents, that is where we would always encourage you to start with talking about a, a topic such as pornography. And so maybe a good suggestion would be even to listen to this with your parents. But again, the disclaimer is just um, if you... I've not talked about this with your parents. We'd love for you to start there and then uh, listen to this. But if you have talked with your parents and you're ready to listen, then, uh, man, I'd love just to introduce you again to Ben Howard, who actually, we when we have a podcast guest, we send them the options of topics mm-hmm. to choose from. And Ben, you actually chose to speak on pornography. Is that right? So yeah. out of all the topics to choose from, why did you choose this one? So ultimately, the reason I chose this topic is because it's been a part of my life as I've gone through high school and it's had just such a deep effect on what my relationship with the Lord looks like and what my relationship with those around me has looked like and just the way I've lived my life as I've gone through high school because it's just such a a dark time. You feel super alone, super in the dark, and it's just it feels like no one else around you is sharing it. And so it's really hard to remember that like God's redeeming grace cleanses us from all of our sin. A verse to go along with it is Romans 6, 9 through 11, 
We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin. Once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Just a reminder of we are not dead in our sin because ultimately Christ paid the price for our sin in the first place. Mm. Mm. That's so good. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I think it's a topic that... um, almost can't be talked about enough. It's just, uh, absolutely, you know, and just addressing it, bringing it into the light and making it uh, a part of conversation that's normal in the church where I think a lot of, at least my history being in the church, it's a topic that has been avoided. And so I'm, I'm thankful, Ben, that you're here to to talk about it with us and um, I'm excited. So before we get further, I want to just talk about what what's so bad about porn. If it's so accessible in this world, what what's bad about it? What's harmful about it? What would you say to that, Ben, if the kid's asking you that? So I would say ultimately what's so bad about pornography is how it kind of just distorts and destroys what God's image for a sexual relationship is. Uh, It kind of makes us just take what God's image is, what God intended when he uh, created it and just we kind of crumple it up and throw it out the window and forget about it. Yeah, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head, Ben, of the fact that um, running after sexual pleasure specifically through viewing pornography is gaining access or experiencing a God-given gift, the gift of sex, outside of the confines in which it was meant to be experienced. That is in the context of marriage between a man and a woman. It's getting the the pleasure, the joy, the the unity that's supposed to come from it in a way that God never intended and is alive from mm. the enemy. Yeah. yeah, and it's entirely counter-biblical because it's a distorted version of love. And in 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians 13, it says, love is not self-serving or love is not self-seeking. And pornography is just a- That's all it is. It's a distorted version of love that is entirely Mm self-seeking. Yeah, exactly. I think I've heard it someone say before, it's all all pleasure and no responsibility, which is just, I think, a terrible way to live life is a life of pleasure with no responsibility. And so I think believers and non-believers, I would say people who watch porn, all of them admit deep down that this isn't right. There's something not joyful about it. It's it doesn't bring me closer to Christ. It, it doesn't make me happier watching porn. I think most people, they were honest with themselves. They would say, this is not helping me. But why do we still watch it? If, if most of us would admit that it is not helpful, what causes us to keep watching it? One of the reasons we love it so much is just because, for one, it's so easily accessible. If we're seeking it out, we can find it so easily in this day and age. And then sometimes we even come across it and it completely inadvertently. It just shows up. And even when you're not looking for it, it it seeks you out. Yeah. And then ultimately a lot of people use it as an escape just right. from the stresses of our daily lives because ultimately life isn't easy and fighting sin is part of that. And it's an short, easy door out. Yeah. Short term pleasure is an easy way out of that. Yeah. And it's short term pleasure for long term harm. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunate what it offers. To yeah, them. totally. Why people love it is because it, it gives a sense of control. Mm-hmm. Like where other aspects of their life might seem out of control, viewing pornography gives them the illusion of control. I don't have control over my circumstances or this relationship. I can control this. I can control this feeling. I can control this seeking of pleasure. And so I'm going to do it. I've heard that from guys every year that I've been 
a, a follower of Jesus and in community where we've been talking about the issue of of running towards pornography. It's such a, a mirage of control. And mm-hmm. it's it's something that that satisfies. It's a it's the pleasure that you you gain in those moments of running after and experiencing pornography is is a pleasure that was meant to be experienced in the context of marriage, but you're just experiencing it without any of those responsibilities like Will talked about. And our culture knows it. Our culture knows that it's something that we want. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they sell it to us in a way to keep us coming back. So think, yeah. think, think Snapchat, think Instagram, think TikTok, think YouTube. I'm telling you, like you can go on the on the internet right now and it is a click away or it's mm-hmm. just right there on the front page mm-hmm. because, you know, our culture and those businesses want to make money. And the way they make money is to get people to keep coming back. And what keeps people coming back? Things that give them pleasure and give them satisfaction. Insert pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, because it's so accessible and because it's even personal, you can do it privately without others knowing, mm-hmm. it looks less harmful than it is. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes me think of First Peter 5, 8 that says, it tells us to be sober-minded because the devil is prowling, prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And I think we often think of sin and those momentary pleasures as not that he's a lion seeking someone to devour, but that he's a house cat and I can go up and pet him and mess around with it and I won't get hurt. But that's mm-hmm. just the opposite of what is true because we get addicted to that sin and that momentary pleasure. And I love what you just said, AC, because I think it, I think it's a good reminder for everyone listening that the devil as a roaring lion isn't selective about who he goes to, like with mm-hmm. this temptation or similar temptations uh, of sexual sin is not like coming up to my house and it's like, oh, Jermaine's a youth pastor. So let me just not tempt him with this. Mm-hmm. Like he's like doing it even more so Definitely, because I yeah. am, or he's mm-hmm. not going to your house if you're a female and going, oh, it's a girl, you know, they don't struggle with this. So let me yeah. just yeah. move on yeah. to the dude's house. Like this is, this is not a, a dude problem. It's a, it, totally. it's mm-hmm. a, it's a human yeah. problem yeah. Yeah. because you know, we all seek pleasure or we all yeah. want that satisfaction. And this is a great mirage and lie from the enemy mm-hmm. for us to seek our own desire. Yeah. And you've yeah. been, AC, you mentioned momentary pleasures. Jermaine, you mentioned seeking pleasure. And this is something I wish was talked about more was that it is a pleasure to to seek sin. And like sin, I think something it promises us is giving us pleasure. Now, what it doesn't tell us is that it's only going to be a momentary pleasure that leads to long-term pain. And I think of this, for example, I've always thought about in the garden, Adam and Eve. Imagine if Satan tried to, the serpent tried to entice Adam and Eve with a pile of trash. They never would have taken it, right? Mm. But he gave them an apple, which at the time would have been a luxury. And so they were tempted. They were enticed by it. And so porn is doing the same thing. It's giving you answer to a real and good desire, which God gave you. He gave you a sexual desire and it's giving you a short-term escape uh, to fulfill that desire. But porn will lead to long-term term pain, um, which I think we've already discussed pretty well. But my, my next train of thought, Ben, which I'd love for you just to bring some light in, is we know it's bad and yet we keep watching it, which Romans 7, if you haven't read Romans 7, I'd love for you to go read there because Paul just talks about this kind of dilemma, this tension we have between knowing like something's bad and we know what's right, but we still choose what's mm-hmm. bad. And I think with porn, a lot of us can relate to that of, of we know it's wrong, yet we still choose to do it. And we tell ourselves lies, right? For example, all of us have said the lie of like, oh man, like everyone's doing it. Like 
it's it can't be that bad if everyone is is watching it. Mm-hmm. And so, what are just some other lies been that people are saying like to make it okay to watch porn? So, I mean, one of the biggest lies that people will tell themselves when they're struggling with it is the idea that they have it under control. The idea that uh-huh. they can stop whenever they want to and to the point where it's an addiction, the, the idea that they can just like stop. Like I'm not addicted. Like I I'm, can not, stop I'm, not, whenever. I'm not really addicted. I could, I could stop tomorrow if I wanted to. This is going to be the last, or this is going to be the last time I'm going to do it. I'm never going to do it again after or this. Like I, once I'm married, I'll stop, which is yeah, kind yeah. of what you were talking about earlier, Jermaine, right? About yeah. control. Yeah. Like the, like the idea that this thing doesn't own me when mm-hmm. really, if they're honest with themselves, it does own them. And what you're practicing and doing now, you're going to, you're going to continue doing it later on. It's not like an on and off switch that you just mm-hmm. magically decide one day I'm done with this after you've trained your mind and your body mm-hmm. and your mentality to do do one thing that you that it's just going to magically just turn off in a day. Yeah, so, and, the, and the longer it goes on for the harder it gets to stop because you're building those habits and as you get as you get further on building those sinful habits it just gets harder and harder to stop them. I, I just think the word addiction gets thrown around a lot like and I, I just don't know always what it means. Can you put a number to it? Is it once a week every three months? I don't know if you can put a number to yeah. it but what I can tell you if you're making up lies, excuses, reasons to justify your sin you're probably addicted and one of the first ways to overcoming an addiction is just by admitting you have an addiction mm-hmm. and part of what admitting looks like I, I believe is confessing it to others would you agree, Ben? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, why, why, Ben, would you encourage someone to confess their addiction to porn? I would say ultimately, like the biggest thing with uh, admitting it is if you are living in the dark with it, you're not admitting it to those around you, you're robbing yourself of the freedom to be known to those people and mm. like living mm. authentically in community with those people. Mm. Everyone listening needs to know that porn hates you, it yeah. hates your future yeah. marriage, it hates your friends, it hates your future children, and there's yeah. nothing the devil would rather have than for you to sweep this addiction under the rug and pretend like it's not a problem or to tell you that this is between you and God to, to solve. And so uh, it hates you and there's nothing it would rather do than to, to stay in the dark and yeah. to keep you in the dark. Yeah. yeah. So Ben, how did that come to the light for you? How did the confession happened. So I wasn't actually the first person in my community group to share this. There was another guy in my group who shared this and I was just kind of like, man, I kind of thought I was the only one struggling with this. And like ultimately Mm. realizing that I was not alone in struggling with Mm. this is Mm. what made me feel comfortable and coming out to share it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I I love that because I think that that's so important for anyone listening to hear whatever you're struggling with, Obviously, we're talking specifically about pornography here, but whatever you're struggling with, whatever sin you you keep going back to and you're like, man, this is the last time I'll never do it again. And you feel that temptation or that that lie of like, I must be the only one. Everyone else seems like they have it under control. Everyone else seems like they're doing okay. Like it's just it's just not true. Mm -hmm. And you're not the only one. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then that's so encouraging that you experience that authenticity within Mm -hmm. your community and that you experience the promise of First John 1, 7 that says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so you got mm-hmm. to experience that in your community and that's super encouraging. And I just mm-hmm. do want to reiterate what Jermaine was saying of this is not isolated to guys, this sin issue and this yeah. sin struggle. It is a human issue. And I think 
even in Christian community, guys are winning in this aspect because they're talking about it. There's um, ministries for guys and there's room for guys to grow there too. But I think overall women talk about it less, but it's something that a lot of women struggle with. And so if you're a girl listening to this and you have struggled with pornography, I would encourage you to confess it and to bring it to the light. And I can assure, almost assure you that other girls will be struggling with it as well. And so yeah. I would encourage you to bring it to your parents, bring it to your friends, bring it to leaders in your life and experience the freedom that Christ wants you to walk in. Yeah. The most stressful moments in my life have come right before confessing a sin. And then I yes. felt so much the weight. My up. heart was beating. Yeah. And then the least stressful moments follow it. Exactly. Yes. That is a great way to put it. Ben. I'm just like, I don't care what happens to me now. It's just like, yeah. this yeah. is off my chest. And I think that speaks to, to the value of surrounding yourself with a community that yeah. you can confess to and that mm-hmm. you um, know will speak biblical truths into your life after you've mm-hmm. confessed to them. People that say, I love you. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Like nothing yes. you can say will scare me away. Um, yeah, that's great. So, okay, Ben, something that was hard for me sometimes is the Bible. It never mentions pornography directly, right? I don't even know if the concept of pornography really existed when the Bible was written, um, at least not in the way it does today. So what what truths would you tell a student who's struggling from the Bible? Like here are some Bible verses that Uh, still apply today with this struggle. So one of the pieces of scripture that has been like most helpful to me in holding myself accountable to it is 2 Timothy 2.22, which says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Mm. Such a good reminder of ultimately the things that we pursue in this life are fleeting and they're not going to bring life to us. And ultimately what does bring life to us is pursuing faith and love and righteousness in a relationship with God and in a relationship with uh, people in our community. Mm. That's so good. I've always loved, and this one I just love as a general life verse is Psalm 1611, which, which we quote a lot, but it says, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And I just, Love that so much because I think about when I think of being addicted to porn, and I've talked about this before, it's just the idea of I could probably stop if the stakes were high enough. If someone said, hey, we'll avoid any temptation for a day and I'll give you a million dollars, I could probably do that because the cost is very high if I don't. I lose out on a million dollars. And so in the same way that if we recognize the cost of watching porn, which means less intimacy with Christ, if you understand the weight of that cost, then I think you'd be less tempted to watch porn. And so, man, there are so many fleeting pleasures in this world. And if I pursue those fleeting pleasures and the cost of that is I don't experience like the beautiful glory and riches Mm -hmm. of life with Christ. Yeah. And I think that's just really significant, too, because I think it can be easy to see um, a life of godliness as a list of no's and mm-hmm. can'ts and that I have to just uh, grow grit and just resolve to not sin. And I will fail and fall flat on my face if I just try to resolve against sin. But mm. if you rely on the spirit and ask the spirit to yeah. free you from that sin, and if you believe that life in Christ is life to the full and believe in Psalm 16, that he has a beautiful inheritance for you, then that is much more motivating than a list of no's mm-hmm. thinking that God is ripping you off mm-hmm. from pleasures because yeah. that's just the opposite of what is true. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, okay. Last question for you. 
you get one last chance to give a, a student advice. Maybe the students doing their laundry, mowing the lawn, doing uh, their laundry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Doing that. The rain's like, yeah, right. I do, my, I do my laundry. They're out on a run. They're walking. They're driving. Yeah, they're right. driving Who, to their friend's house. I'm, yeah, that's more likely. Yeah. What, <laughs> if what what's the last piece of advice you'd give to any student just regarding the topic of of pornography? I mean, the first thing is just something we've already talked about. Just confess it. Get it off your chest, and ultimately, that's going to bring. Mm. It's going to it's going to eliminate so much pain that you would have in the future if you just kept hiding it and kept uh, keeping it from those who are around you and keeping it from God. So my second point would just be that don't think that this will just go away once you've confessed it. This is an ongoing battle with sin. It's an ongoing battle with your flesh. And you can do whatever you want to try and stop the sin from going away. You can mm -hmm. put up walls of whether that's putting your phone in a different room, uh, putting restrictions on your phone, whatever that may be. It says in Colossians 2, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So ultimately, these things don't stop sin from coming you, coming your way. They're just ways of preventing them from mm -hmm. having an impact on your life. Yeah, that's good. Well, Ben, thank you so much for sharing all of those mm -hmm. thoughts and sharing vulnerably on a very sensitive topic yeah. to a very public audience yes. about the issue of pornography and how you've experienced freedom from that through confession and through community and through continually um, reminding yourself of the gospel. Because, guys, at the end of the day, pornography is seeking God's gift outside of God's way, which is what all sin is. Mm -hmm. And when you when you seek, you know, the pleasure that comes from 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 pornography, when you seek the escape and all of those different things, man, what you're doing is saying God's way is not good enough. Mm -hmm. And my pleasure, my satisfaction, my control, those things are way more important to me. And when God sees you do that, he's grieved and he's not up there with a lightning bolt, like ready to strike you in those moments where you've done that thing again. Like mm -hmm. he is actually grieved and calling you back to him and calling you back to his way. That's what's so bad about porn. First and foremost, at, a, at the foundational level is that it is a walking away from God's best for your life. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, pornography affects you neurologically, socially, mentally, all your relationships. I mean, we could go on and on about the actual effects that it has on you as an individual and us as a culture. And so while our culture tries to make it seem normal and make it a joke in TV shows and movies, it is not a joke. It is something that is harming way too many young people and old older people alike. And it is causing um, us to view view relationships and sex in a distorted way that God doesn't want us to, to view it. And so confession and community and ongoing systems in your life to help prevent you from this, um, from falling into the sin is so important. But the reminder is that the first and foremost way to defend yourself against this sin is by reminding yourself that Jesus is better and that he loves you and that he came and lived and died and rose again so that you wouldn't have to run to pornography for satisfaction or for control because he is the one that ultimately satisfies. He is the one who's ultimately in control. Um, and so, Ben, thank you so much for sharing all of those thoughts and everyone else that, were, that was on here, um, sharing your opinions and um, truth from God's word. And I hope that this is helpful to someone. And if there's something that you struggle with, like we'd love to help and it starts with admitting you know like we've said that you do have a problem and Absolutely. not allowing those lies from the enemy to um 
keep you from confessing. So that's all the time that we have for today. Again, Ben, thank you so much for being here. AC, thanks for being a great substitute host on the (laughs) podcast. If you're listening and you have a question about teenage life that you'd love for us to discuss on a podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on um, Shoreline Dallas on Instagram. Slide into the DMs and ask us that question. And in the future, we'll jump in on the podcast and hopefully answer that question. Thank you, guys. We love y'all. Hagwow, don't wear a costume for Halloween. We'll see ya. Bye. Whatever.